Hello and welcome to Unofficial Art Therapy. It's Dr Liz here. Coonsie's coming on the line in a minute with our guests this week, Alana Trainter and Joe Kosky, who are two amazing members of the Australian musical theatre community, amazing performers, incredible um, colleagues, partners. They're great to talk to. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Coomsey gives them a much better CV probably than their own mothers sometimes, but they clearly all know each other really well. And they all have a bond over sport as unofficial art therapy as well as their own music practice. So hang in for some behind the scenes stuff, um, some humble brags all over the place. Uh, Just as we end up to, we acknowledge... um, the passing of one of the wonderful members of the Australian um, comedy community who passed away yesterday. So um, we also have a little bit of a chat about her and um, send our love to everybody who loves her still. Um, it's weird to say that in the past tense. We can still love her even if she's physically not with us anymore. We also acknowledge that we are recording on unceded Aboriginal land, land um, that is hotly um, argued over at the moment but land that we acknowledge has been owned by traditional owners for a very long time who've looked after it. Um, Please do look after yourselves as well as always if you need anything please ask. We are unofficial art therapy so do go to professionals if you need them. Um, That's it from me. In we go. Uh, Look after yourselves. Do take good care. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, Liz. Hello. Joe and Alanda. Hello, Liz. Hello. Hi, Liz. Thanks for spending time with us. Uh, Bye, Liz. (laughs) Unmute yourself, Liz. Can't hear you. Hang on. Wait a minute. Ah. Is that better? Can you hear me now? That's better. Can hear you. What a tag I am. Hello. (laughs) I'm on two systems here. That this is me before and after. You can see me. <laughs> this, um, so it's just so I can record if that's all right. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thanks so much for your time, friends. No problem. Coomsey, have you? Do you want to do introductions and explain what our friends have got Abs- themselves into? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I, I, and off the top, I have to disclaimer here. So I, you know, I'm probably going to show bias throughout this because not only are Joe and Alana two of my favourite performers, they're two of my favourite people. So um, it's a bit hard because I'm going to be biased <laughs> all the time when I talk. I've seen Joe in six or seven productions, probably. Wow, it would be that, yeah, probably. And, um, uh, Crossroads. Mm-hmm, yep. The one night of Ned, the Sid's probe of Ned, wasn't it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kinky Boots, School of Rock, Priscilla, Come From Away. There you go. Six. That's that's a lot. And you're the most. Alana in three. Uh, nine, which I saw seven times. <laughs> you didn't go for nine, Kimsey? You didn't go for nine? Well, yeah, the, the run ended because I was hoping to get there because I thought, oh. And Alana was very naughty with this one, by the way, Liz. Yeah. She, she informed me that she's going to be in this show called Nine at Chapel Off Chapel. Beautiful. Mm. Great little venue. Excellent. I'm looking forward to seeing Alana. Um, and she said, "Just you know, I'm just just in the show, blah blah." And I thought, "Oh, you're ensemble, cool." 
And then um, I didn't look at the boards, didn't look at anything, just walked in, sat down. And then out of the dark, and this here she comes, and she's the lead lady. <laughs> I don't know why she hid that, maybe just to surprise me and blow me away. But, well, obviously she did, because we went seven times. I think Janine came with me twice, so it's a miracle to get her out of the show more than once. <laughs> Except for Kinky Boots. <laughs> she saw that several times. I think I think secretly she loves Joe and she loves Toby. How can you not love this one, hey? That, that's what I'm saying. Every time she sees it, it's so handsome. <laughs> I can't compete. So, the best. Yeah, yeah. I told her to keep doing the housework while I'm busy here. Keep things quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the uh, disclaimers out the way and I've, I've seen the show so what, what we try to do here is chat about art being uh, a therapy and we've, we've talked about lots of different arts it's sport <laughs> which yep. we believe to be an art form and therapy and, yep. and obviously we've, we've spoken about my love from theatre but from the seats I just thought it'd be pretty cool if we could chat to people who are the professionals from two angles from you though, like from that of the performer for the audience. And I've heard you say before, Joe, that, you know, I think there was one time you were rather crook and you come out the stage door and you look really crook. And I said, Geez, look, oh, mate, I am, I'm absolutely happy. And I said, but you just were incredible. And he goes, well, the people pay the price of the same ticket every night, so they deserve the same great show. And I'm like, yeah, but, there's times when you'd go to work normally feeling not great and you wouldn't give it your best because you're not feeling well. <sighs> and, and everyone accepts that at work. You're not feeling like in an office or whatever. Oh, you're not feeling, it's okay. <sighs> you, you, Joe can't just go, good evening, everyone. Um, yeah, I'm playing Dewey Finn, but I'm not feeling the best. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm feeling rubbish I'm tonight. Just, Can I give it a solid 50%? <laughs> Yeah, I'll just slide through if it's okay with you. And about three or four of the ensemble go, yeah, my legs are a bit tired. I don't think I could do those splits. And I'm just going to stand here if it's all right with you. And this is the thing that amazes me with these guys, that they still and do go to work and perform and give everything they got because of that attitude. So that was one aspect I wanted to see from you treating the, you know, the me. And the other one is you treating you. What do you get from this? on a personal level. So there's a couple of things I want to sort of explore and chat. And I know some answers, but I don't know them all. <laughs> yeah, and even yeah. talking with someone the other day saying we were going to do this, they're like, I can't wait to hear this because I don't know what goes on apart from seeing the show. That's it. I said, there's just so much more with rehearsals and tech and different people and, uh so I think um, we've got a world to explore. So Liz is great with handling all this. Over to you, Liz. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, do you guys want to tell us a bit about how it kind of happens for you, how the how you get through on those days when you could just think, oh, if I was working in the office, I'd be putting my head down here and hitting, hitting schedule send on the emails for another day. <laughs> what gets you through? What, what pushes you and helps you find... Coomsey was saying, given everything you got, sounds like you give more than you've got some days. How do yeah. you do that? Yeah, I guess, um, you know, speaking for myself here, like, it's, you have to treat it like any other sort of discipline. You know, I, I'm not going to go ahead and say we're like professional athletes or whatever, but the approach is, is similar. Um, yeah. You know, you've got to 
you've got to show up regardless of how you're feeling. Um, it is tough because it's uh, probably more like emotionally exposing than than most sport. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, like that's that's the gig, right? To get out there and sort of expose yourself emotionally. So when you're not feeling particularly well, be it physically or mentally, you know, it can be it can be challenging. But at the same time, you know, I'm t- touching early here on on the therapy side of things, it really can be therapeutic because it gives you one thing to focus on or many, many things encompassed in one uh, to focus on for, you know, be it an hour and a half, be it three hours, whatever the the length of the show is. Um, So I, I actually find like sometimes you can start a show feeling like garbage and then end the show yeah. like you've done a meditation. <laughs> yeah, I was going to add that I also felt like you, it's interesting how your body just, don't want to say like automatic pilot mode, but the second that you're out there, there is no, for me personally, there is no other option than to just, um, you know, give it your all. I think too, because we're playing characters, that often helps because you can kind of convince yourself that your character's not feeling rubbish. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I think there's something about the the being in that um, in that moment out there with with everything that comes with being on stage that that the the not feeling so great part can sort of slip away and you can yeah um, immerse yourself in the story, which is really nice and can be like kind of a rest for us in some ways. I think, like Joe was just saying. Yeah, it's Dr. Show yeah. I've heard them talk about. Is that yeah. right? <laughs> Do- yeah, Dr. Do- Footlights. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of doctors out here. <laughs> and do you ever... The other thing oh, that sorry. Alana has to deal with... Is, oh, sorry, Liz. <laughs> I was just saying, the other thing Alana has to deal with is, is in Beauty and the Beast. Her costumes are extravagant, aren't they? They are, yeah. So does that help, I suppose, with your saying about switching a different character because you look at Alana and then you look at the posters that you see mm-hmm. with Beauty and the Beast and you go, oh my God, look at her. Mm-hmm. She's got these whopping things all over the joint. Like, but are they heavy? Do they not physically weigh you down a bit or? Um, it's not actually as heavy as you think it would be. It's, yeah, it's quite, it's been made really well and it's um, actually, I'm, I guess I'm also really okay. used to it now. Um, but yeah. yeah, I guess that can, that can help sometimes you're, you're like, okay, I've got to gear up to sort of get in the costume because it does take a second to get into it. Um, but, yeah, I think it How helps. How long does it take? Um, probably got to allow at least 10 minutes, I guess, to if we were going, like, at a good pace to get in everything, to get, yeah. To get into it. And, uh, like, that's just uh-huh. the costume part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the makeup. And oh, yeah, that how about the makeup and all that? Is that uh, like, probably all up. Would, yeah, I'd need uh-huh. at least an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'd say I to, would like an to hour. To get ready for the show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, wow. And so on the other end... So of this is the thing other people don't sort of take into everything. You know, I think the show starts at two, in you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we're there a lot, a lot earlier before sorry, that. Sorry, let's go for it. Oh, sorry, I was going to say on the other end of things then, say you've done this show that's kind of been therapy for everybody else, might have been therapy for you, Dr Footlights, Dr Showbiz, all the doctors come in and help <laughs> you out. As you crawl out the other end, 
Like, what happens on the other end for you? Do you just need to go into a quiet room for a little while, or what? what how do you unwind? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I personally experience oftentimes a lot of um, you, you have a lot of adrenaline coursing through you, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I've definitely found after doing this for thirteen years that I get more. Well, I'm more at least attuned to my adrenal fatigue because you are really like, yeah. you're really putting the burners on your adrenals. Like even if it's not a physically demanding show, even if it's not a vocally demanding show, the adrenaline that comes along with anticipating getting in front of an audience, um, you know, performing the actual show and then coming out of that situation that's that that causes havoc on your adrenals um and i think over time sort of learning how to regulate them becomes a real important part of the craft um so for me like i can't wind down immediately i've got to do something i've got to do something with my mind um some people can just come home have a glass of water and go to bed. And I find that fascinating. Like, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the same. I, I'd need to just – I don't think I – I've never felt like I need to – I think, I guess you can sometimes feel a bit um, overstimulated, if that's the right way to say it, just because you've been around so many people. and But you usually do leaving – You do, sorry, you usually do leave with a bit of a high because, you know, you've had – sometimes up to 2,000 people cheering for you. <laughs> um, so, you know, that can, yeah, you can walk out of work with a bit of a pep in your step sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I think it's usually, yeah, you need to sort of come home and, and find a way, whatever works for you, to wind down. Um, and, I mean, at the moment I'm lucky enough to be living with someone else in the cast and and then obviously with my partner. So we usually have a nice chat and debrief. <laughs> Um, which helps a lot. Yeah. Got a debrief. I feel like I'm in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> How, so, do you, if it's not, well. Yeah, if it's not sharing trade secrets, what's the debrief? Is it, you know, did you see that bloke in, you know, in section two? Could he shut up for a minute and stop singing the songs? Did you see that girl that had too many Maltesers and was rolling down the... What's the debrief like, you know? Uh, I mean... No, not really usually about the audience. Yeah. Um, we do a lot less about the audience. Just sort of how did the show go, What you know, what are the politics at work at the moment, sure. um, you know, all that sort of stuff. Or, or yeah, what, you know, what? How, how was your show? Like, did anything happen that I missed? All that sort of stuff, really. Yeah, Yeah, like, this cue was funny, someone tripped over here. Yeah, just like... things like that. <laughs> And you, and you mentioned to do something with your mind too. Like, is there is there is it wordles? Is it crosswords? Is it you know? I had a friend that used to insanely play video games after being on stage. Like, would just have to focus on something else. See, I love video games. I'm a big fan, but at the same time, they're very stimulating for me. So, like, if I get lost in a video game hole after the show, I'm not going to bed till four a.m. Well. So. I usually do a little bit of light. I usually do a little bit of light work. Sometimes maybe we'll watch an episode of something, um, and we have a routine at the moment of doing Word all together. Mm-hmm. So once, because it's always past uh, midnight. Three. So what? Three today? Yeah. 
Three, oh, good I think we were four last. Yeah, two, four. Could have been two. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry about that. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Important stuff. Yeah. So once the I've the had a win over Joe. Midnight. That's a miracle. <laughs> nah, mate. You've beaten me in Super Coach plenty of times. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> but... Sorry, Liz. We have this this ongoing Super Coach thing for the probably the last probably since we met seven years ago, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's been ongoing. And, uh, What's super coach? Uh, oh, Liz. Football. D- oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fantasy, exactly. fantasy football. Oh, fantasy football. All right. No, no, We're I understand. That. I understand fantasy football. It's so funny, though. We have, yeah. we have a lot in common, which is rather strange because I don't know many people with the same mix of interests as me, except for Joe, who's probably the only one. I think on that exact same level. Um, with yeah, very football. few people uh, interested in yeah theatre, football, and footy, tennis. And, yeah. and, it's, it's, and again, as I said, we we can we touch the whole year, but when tennis ramps up the majors, it's it's fully on. And there can be times when I can't believe it. When Joe Joe will say something. I, uh, aren't you on the show tonight? Yeah, yeah, just we're intermission. He's, he's keeping track of all this. And then there was one night when uh, Alana wasn't working, where she was backstage at Come From Away, and we'd be chatting about the tennis as well. So there were many nights I say that Alana looked after me while we were all sitting at home. No one is interested in the tennis here, and I'm all by myself, and I'm feeling rather alone. Then I think, well, I'm not because, they, and I, I, I've said it to them before that Alana looks after me um, in some <laughs> tournaments while Joe's on stage, and <laughs> and now I suppose uh, we missed the last one because I think Alana was on stage when the um, US Open was on a few weeks ago, so I totally forgot, you know. And I, <laughs> I tend to try to look at the clock and think, oh, they should be on, should be on stage. Don't message, but I think, well, I can message this, and when they come off later, I'll be in yeah, bed yeah. and I'll check it. <laughs> <laughs> invariably get messages and thinking that was three o'clock joke <laughs> oh man and when, now i know why it, now i know why yeah but also when there's good tennis on there's no no limit for how late i'll stay up it's interesting because i've only got like a small handful of friends who are into tennis like i've got quite a few friends into footy but um yeah tennis is one that i grew up with and i feel like i don't have that many people to have a good chat yeah. to about it so i've yeah. always loved having a banter about well, tennis you know, is what tennis is what made us friends in the first place not made us but well it was, is. The, yeah. uh, was the conduit to our friendship anyway so yeah um That's it amazing. was and i liz let me tell you something about how generous this man is uh, um, please do <laughs> so it was the we were, I was in Kinky Boots at the time, um, and it was the 2017 uh, Australian Open. And, Craig, you'd just seen the women's final? Or the, the women's... Uh, yeah, the women's final with the sisters. Yep, the women's final. Which was, and Which was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, you were pretty crook at the time and you weren't confident about your ability to get through the men's final. I was very sick that morning. I remember it all too well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so 
you asked, I think you asked Toby initially in, in our show in Kinky Boots whether he wanted a couple of tickets to the grand final for yeah, the men's Nadal final. and Federer. Yeah. <laughs> Mind like you. Even 40 years, I could see. Yeah. Leaving. 40 years I've been waiting to get to the Australian Open final. And at the same time, what we didn't know then was that it's the last time they ever played each other in a final. Yeah. Um, it's rubbing it in, aren't you? Well, no, not really. <laughs> Open the because we got, anyway, Toby didn't really have any interest in tennis, but he was like, Joe likes the tennis. Um, and so we got chatting and I was like, yeah, I'd go, but I feel terrible. Like, I don't want to take this poor guy's tickets to the, you know, best game of tennis in modern history. <laughs> um, yep. And, uh, but, you know, obviously the, the opportunity got, got the better of me. And I humbly accepted, <laughs> humbly accepted Ramsey's um, offer. And uh, Alana and I went to see, yeah, see the final, Federer versus Nadal. And uh, man, oh man, five five sets. I, I don't yep. think I'd be more nervous <laughs> watching live sport ever in my life. Yeah, it was brilliant. Um, it was brilliant. And I was just glad yeah. in the end that it went to people who loved tennis, who not just wanted to go for the occasion, but actually loved the game. Because I had mates that oh, I could have given it to who would have went, oh, that'd be great, which they said, oh, I would have yeah. taken them. <laughs> well, you know you love tennis. No, but I'd just love to see it. Well, no. I'm, yeah. no, no I, this is a very special match. I wanted people who loved it, and I'm glad I did. So, it's yeah, so interesting. It yeah, it's good. I'm so curious, too, because it's like that comparison you made before about athletes and performers, because we've talked about this, too, in sport, and is sport a form of art because of the way it connects people and people have fans and engaged in that? Like, Why do you say... There's a difference between athletes and performers in that way, like because I, I I see lots of similarities, you know, and I also see lots of similarities in the fandom too, you know, like it's bringing people together. Mm. It's absolutely, but it's the yeah. beauty of it and the value of it. And anytime anybody says, you know, we've got no problems funding sport, right? Sport has sorted that out. Like governments, everybody's happy to fund sport. They see the value of sport, yeah. even though it's people just playing an imaginary game <laughs> for imaginary rules. <laughs> That's exactly what art is too, but we don't have the same value. Like, do you see a difference? What's the difference? Yeah, I mean, I I'd be interested in hearing Alana's thoughts, but for me, like, I probably only said that out of self-deprecating <laughs> yeah. tendencies. Yeah. You always say that we're athletes. We we are athletes. Like, you, it's a craft. Yeah, absolutely. You have to warm up. You warm down. You, you focus on it. It's your main priority all throughout the week. Um, How physical was know, Shrek and Dewey Finn, mate? Yeah, I mean, Dewey Finn was Incredible. very physical. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, like, vo- vocally, um, sure. really full on as well. I mean, Shrek wasn't um, probably quite as physically demanding, but sitting in prosthetics for Three. two and a half hours before the show so and there then you go. after... Yeah, that's like a bit of a mental challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's slightly different. Like, you know, obviously the the training structures are much more stringent for something like AFL. Mm. Um, not that we don't train really hard, but um, 
once you're in the run of a show, you know, like it feels quite routine because you are you aren't up against an opponent. You're you're mm. not having to prepare for different circumstances necessarily every every week. You're it's the same game plan and executing that game plan every single night. Mm. Um, but where How does it take to put on a show or yeah. to so to the point that you are. You're in the swing of things with this new character, like Galana. You, yours was coming from, come from way, you know, a little bit different to Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I suppose Joe's going from, come from way into the dismissal. Very different again. So yeah. how, how did you cope with the, I mean, the change in physicality sort of stuff with, because of wearing the costume and the makeup and all that, which you didn't have so much, in Come From Way, did you? No. Yeah, it does it does take I think it's different for everyone and different depending on the show and that sort of thing. It's kind of hard to um put an exact time frame on it, but it definitely took me a while um to grieve come from away to be honest because we do do that Long with time. shows when yeah. they end. Um and I'd been on that one for like 4 years I think it was all up so with covid in between of course, but um so it did take me a while to sort of like, because I only had a day in between finishing and starting. Yeah. So it, it did take me quite a while to sort of be fully present in the in the new room that I was in. Um, but yeah, I'd say like it it takes up until opening and then maybe a bit after. I think to feel like you're really in the pocket of things and when things stop changing and you can yeah like get like when your routine of your weekly routine starts to be the same because up until then it's very different. Um, that yeah. would be my guess of putting a timestamp on it, like a bit after opening, maybe when all the mm. yeah, because the well, lead up to opening is you're so, certainly yeah. not comfortable at any point before opening. No, <laughs> <laughs> and then you get that rubber stamp, and that's the other thing I wanted to ask too about, and and Liz touched on it before stage door, the, the the importance of stage door to some people. Some performers they they don't like it and dip away, and there's others who will hang around and talk to people. And if you had a particularly, in your sense, not a great night, you weren't feeling well physically, and then someone comes up to you and says, "Alana, I just love you. You're magnificent. You made my day. I want to see this role. You killed it. I love you." You know what? How does that sort of does that help? Absolutely, yeah. Well, because it it sort of helps you to it helps to remind you that um, that like that is the reason that we do it is to you know to connect with people in the audience to give them you know an experience whatever it is that they're needing in that moment. Um, and sometimes we do get bogged down in the the part of it where our brains are like um, you weren't great tonight or you forgot this or like you didn't get the laugh on that moment or your note was a bit off so we can absolutely get bogged the down in that yes that's a good word for it thanks Jojo um, the what ego that, of it sorry? like the your ego um, yeah um, which is a big thing for us um, so <laughs> I think it's really nice when someone does approach you at stage door and does sort of say you know thank you or I really enjoyed your performance or anything nice like that um because it does help pull you out of your own ego and and you know some, sometimes you might think you've had the worst show ever and someone you know tells you that they had the best night and that they loved your performance and 
just makes you feel a bit like okay like you know because we are always our um our harshest critics so yeah. yeah i really appreciate it for sure and it's from the other side if i'm <clears throat> if i know i'm waiting to see somebody and they come out and you get hit with that smile that's the thing that you're thinking you know i, I love that blake Applequist is brilliant for doing that i mean uh, I, I teed up with him in a meeting. I hadn't seen him since Kingy Boots. And, and um, when he came out, I could see him looking around. I'm thinking, oh, how sweet. And then when he looked at me, the smile just made, and I wasn't well, I almost left it at interval. I thought, oh, I haven't seen him for so long. I've got to hang out for this. And I was really battling through the show big time. And and um, even one of the officers came over and said, are you right, sir? Because I was fidgeting. And I went, oh, I'll be all right. just just yeah i need some water and guzzle that and anyway when he smile hit my eyeballs uh, <laughs> i just felt a million dollars i was like yeah i'm glad i waited and then yeah. you know he approached him six years and he said is it all right if i give you a hug i went yes mate of course but he always mm-hmm. asks every time he sees you he always, is it okay if I put my arm around you in a photo? Is it okay if I hug you? I'm thinking, what a wonderful man. But that, that smile goes the other way too, where it sort of it warms your heart. And I remember Colby Tindall one night when I, he came out and I said, mate, you're incredible. And he's like, what? I said, it was great. You, your energy goes, oh, man, I'm just so off. I had a horrible night. I thought I was terrible. I've been mm. sick. I've been down on myself, blah, blah, blah. And we really, he said, I was worried that people would see that I wasn't at my best. I said, no, nah, man. You're always at your best, you know. Yeah. And I could genuinely see his spirits lift at the time. Do you guys find... But also... Sorry, go. go. I was just going to say, Liz, like, you know, eight shows a week, you can't expect that you're always going to be running at 100%. Of course, yeah. So it's the same, same again for athletes. Like, if you're in the middle of a long Grand Slam or... If you're in the middle of an AFL season, you can't expect that you're going to be feeling 100% all the time, but it's your job to go out and give whatever your 100% no is on the day. I reckon, I reckon I probably know the answer to these questions, but I want to ask it anyway. Like for us, theatre can be a form of unofficial art therapy. Can you guys use... I mean, obviously you use your work as a form of therapy, which is amazing, but are you, what else do you use? Like, can you see other theatre? Does that calm you down and help you, or is that too much like work? Is it sport for you? What else do you use? to kind of, And Wordle, of course, you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely like watching um, other theatre. I really enjoy Like, I just love, I love it. So it definitely helps um, me to go see that. Um, all that, movies or... Um, Anything like that, I think. But I'd say you'd probably be a bit different. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably a little... I struggle to get out of the... Not the critical mindset, but the basically the, technic, the technical mindset of it all. So very rarely do I see a production nowadays and just get lost in it. Because yep. you, you're seeing all the elements and you're seeing wow. all of the work behind the scenes there on stage with you i mean the probably one of the best shows i've seen recently was um company on broadway that was a rare exception where i um yeah where i just was like wow you know like i didn't want to didn't want to 
think about any of the technical elements. I just loved the the performance. Um, but for me, it's like much easier to to get lost in, um, you know, a game of footy or, yeah, um, yeah a game of tennis. Like, or a series or something. Or probably, a series, yeah. yeah, occasionally for sure. Like, um, any any series so, jump up at the moment that you say so doing you good? You're really enjoying. I'm I'm in the we're middle. We're watching. Of that you? We're watching Morning Wars. Oh, yeah, the third new one. season. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's Liz good. is a, by the way, Liz is a doctor of um, all those books. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm, a pop, I'm, a pop, I'm a pop doctor. I do pop. But it's funny, you, you talk about that, like, I can't do, I can't read for pleasure because it's too much mm. work for me, yeah. you know? I'm an academic. It's, it's yeah, the same right. deal. You pull stuff apart, you know, and you think, oh, I could do this, do that. No, it's too hard. Morning Wars, that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, like, Alana's a saint for being able to, um, still immerse herself in theatre and just enjoy enjoy the art form as well as have it as her craft, you know. I know a lot of, you know, footy players, for example, struggle to um, yeah, don't watch. do an, anything, talk yeah. about anything footy-related in their recreational yeah. time. Yeah. Just want to break How do you go watching each other? How do you go watching each other on a new show? I get more nervous yeah. what, watching... Alana than I well like the anticipation of watching Alana makes me more nervous yeah. than performing myself. Agreed. <laughs> but then as soon as she steps out on stage, um, she's just well, you know she's got it because you're a singer anyway. Yeah, it's like you know what yeah. it's going to be good. So yeah, yeah, Alana. It, no, it's definitely you just want you just want everything. Yeah, I'm the same. Like opening night of the dismissal, I was so nervous. I think huh. you just want. I don't know. I guess yeah, you're just feeling that for them because you think they'll be feeling nervous too, probably, and and you just want it to go really well, and um, and then yeah, it's usually like a sigh of relief the second that they're out there because you're like, of course, like you thrive you up there, of course, the yeah, table. yeah. I'd love to just sit in the back seat. Of, um, let's do this one. <laughs> Beautifully, as they do. And then it, the other thing I wanted to add uh, sorry, uh, what do I want to say now? So, oh, yeah, what it, it's good now that you're in the same city, you're both in Sydney, and you're all in Sydney. Liz is in Sydney, you're in Sydney. I'm stuck here. Um, <laughs> so, now that you're in the same city, you've got each other. How much? It's a stupid question. How much different is it than when you're separated? Duh. But you know what I'm trying to. How do you cope when you are separated? If you know what I mean, I'm all over the shop with it. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, but it's a good question. Like it is a pain in the butt because we. It means we spend a lot of time on the phone and stuff like this, and um, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes, sometimes you don't want to talk. You just want to be in each other's presence and. So much easier when you're physically in the same space because we can still spend quality time with each other even if we're not mm. talking about our days mm. and, you know, <laughs> what are we doing tomorrow and all this kind of stuff. It's um, interesting. I've just found this time around because we'd been touring together for so long with Come From Away and before that we spent, like, lots of time apart. And I think we get... I think there's a period of adjustment for both. Like you have to adjust to being together, but you have to adjust to being apart from each other. Like both ways, there's a period of getting used to it. It's amazing. Um, but I, this time around... It's incredible. 
missed him more when he was in the same city with me and we he would go to work that day or something and we were living together and I would be like, what? I miss you, even though like we would normally, <laughs> I'd, I'd see you in like a day or something. Because but... Alana's very good at out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> so when, when, I, when I'm physically away, she's like, oh, no worries, I'll carry on with my stuff. I think it is a bit of a coping mechanism, I guess, just when he's away, like when we're <laughs> physically apart. Um, yeah, I can just go, okay, well, this is, I, like now I just do what I want to do every day and, and be super independent in that way. Um, but yeah. It's it's an adjustment all the time, I think. Yeah. But can... it's obviously this. So is how are your shows going? You're both. Sorry, I'm conscious of the time. Sort of wrap it up. I know you've been busy, and Joe, you probably both work. What night is it today? Today, daytime. Where Thursday? whatever day it is. Yeah. So you both worked last night, I assume. Then. So thank you so much for your earning oh, okay. you know, it to your time because I know. This is the one thing amazing me with theatre when I talk to other people go, you do realise apart from the eight shows they do, they practice as well. They still have to practice and rehearse it. The what? They do on the show. Yeah, but they still do. <laughs> different people are going to take different spots and yeah. you know, your mind's going a million miles an hour. I have just the absolute utmost respect for musical theatre. Thank you. Um, Appreciate I, there's a bit of me here at the moment, Joe, which I've got to tell you, I'm not sure how I'm feeling. Kinky Boots production is a new production is, is being launched right you saw that i assume yeah. you know about that yeah yeah it's a it's a smaller company at chapel off chapel mm. at least i'm like i don't know what to do yeah <laughs> I know, it's boots, conflicting kinky boots is my favorite music it's my first love and it, it brought me toby and then brought me joe and then emma and i've got some people that count as good friends in and i'm like Am I allowed to go and see the other production? Yeah, hey, I, you're not cheating on us, mate. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. And then when I saw the lead, when the lead male comes out, Charlie Price's Christian Tarissio, I'm like, I love Christian. He was so good in The Wedding Singer. And I formed such a lovely little friendship with him. Like, I'd love to see him with Charlie. But that's totally oh, yeah, in my to but, so this is the thing I used to teach, you know, like if I said to you, name a carbonated cola drink, you're probably going to say Coke or Pepsi. Yeah. So yes, it, I was it's your, say it's, Pepsi Max. Yeah, and, and it's your mindset. What would you? So when I associate something with something, when I say Kinky Boots, apart from being the show, the thing that I initiate with that is friendships, because it's given me some of my favourite friendships. Emma, and then Christian, I'm thinking, I don't know anyone else in it. So, you know, if I walk in like this, no one's going to see me and I can watch it and I want it. Oh, did you see there's a new production of Kinky Boots? I said, yeah. I said, would you like to see it? She went, yeah. You're asking for a hall mm-hmm. pass, aren't you, Coombsy? You're asking for a hall well, pass. We, we bought the tickets last night just for me and Rebecca. Because it had to. Be, I said it had to be daytime. And Rebecca goes, I'm not driving near the city in the daytime. I said, it's South Yarra. She goes, I'm not driving there. She doesn't love that. And I'm, now that I'm on the medical marijuana gear, I'm not allowed to drive, which is really mm-hmm. annoying me. Um, but she said, you know what? Just me and you, I'll suck it up. I'll drive to South Yarra and we'll go and see um, Kinky Boots. My concern is deep down. And like, I've never watched another production of a show that I've seen. Yeah. yeah so I'm going to be comparing, yeah. which I know is not fair on the cast, but I'm going to compare. Yeah, and you might you might just 
I hate it. You might absolutely hate it, Craig, because then it's going to be as good as us. But <laughs> that, that, that's what I'm thinking. And how, but how can I switch my mindset to go? You've just got to go in and look, watch these guys do their job. They're good at it. Uh, it'll I mean, be so how different. How do I do that? It'll be so easier. different, mate. Like, yeah, just I've take never it for what to it do is. This. I've never mm-hmm. had to do it. And it feels yeah. a bit yeah. weird because I'm like, oh, I know the setting's not going to be as big because it's smaller, so I get that. And there's parts of the show that I really love. I thought, I hope they have the angels coming down the steps. You know, I love that bit. And I mm-hmm. love, obviously, you know, the fight scene. With you and Lola, yeah. Joe and Lola, sorry, you and Lola, Joe and Lola. <laughs> it's weird actually saying Lola because it's Callum. <laughs> when I say yeah. Lola and hear Lola 30,000 times a day, I hear that word now. Lola, 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 put that Lola, Lola. Are you you've got to tell me. Asked five times. Tell me honestly, did you have an influence in naming your granddaughter? <laughs> well, when... They told us we we're going to have the girl. Joe hit the ball and it went pink. And we got a girl. And I said, Rebecca, can I have a guess at the name? She goes, sure. I said, I'll text you five names that I think it might be. So I put the five names. She wrote back. She said, don't put any of this on Facebook. I can't believe it. You've got the name within that five. And I went, what? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, which five? She said, I'm not going to tell you. And I'm thinking, oh, I don't think it'll be Olivia, but I just put Olivia in there. I had Ruby in there. And I think it might be Ruby. It might be Ruby. Ruby's a nice name. Some mm. nice songs about Ruby. Ruby, me. Ruby so, Tuesday. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's so many. And I actually thought it was Ruby. But then when I got that phone call at the 6 a.m. and whatever, and they went, got a granddaughter. Yep. What's her name? Lola. I went, oh, what? <laughs> oh. And then I thought, how good is that? Because every time. Lola, the association. I remember yeah. I messaged Callum Francis and he was blown away. He went, no, no way. I went, yes <laughs> way. How good is that? So it then makes me Crazy. think of the show. And, um, and then I start singing the songs from Kicking Boots and try to drown out Rebecca going, Lola, Lola. Are you listening? <laughs> to the answer is no, because you've had to say her name all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep so it's it a name that I wrote to love. It's beautiful. I'm just keeping an eye on the time too, because I'm sure you guys... Yeah, I just want to wind it up. Yeah. Yep. Can we get these guys to plug where they're at? Oh, please, please. What are you doing? Where can people see you, hear you? What should we buy? Should watch where can they do? find you on the socials? Yeah, yeah. Yes, correct. Um, yeah, well, I'm yeah, currently doing Beauty and the Beast at the moment at the Capitol Theatre in Sydney. Um, so, yeah, come along. Um, a struggling um, independent <laughs> theatre production. Yeah. <laughs> um, they need all the help they can get. Um, when is that we're tour? In, Sydney in Sydney at the moment. I think tickets are on sale until the end of December, I think, at the moment. Ooh. And then um, we go to Brizzy and Melbourne. Woohoo, coming to Melbourne. Alona does this to me on purpose, I reckon. You know that? Gets in a show and says to me, mate, come on, dig deep. You, you have to see me in this. And she'd done it to me. We come from away. I was like, I just want to die. I've had enough. Oh. And she's like, you can't. And now I thought I won't see Beauty and the Beast. And now she goes, in June, I think I can't go for another six months. I think you. That's all you got to do. Shift the goalpost. (laughs) No pressure. Don't use that because I've already got your goalpost set up. (laughs) Joe's going to be Beetlejuice in in the Australian production with Eddie. (laughs) I know it. He's built for it. He's made for it. He is a str- I'll message Eddie. That's not till 2025. (laughs) If I go to see that, it'll be a little box. 
I'll leave my name on the top. No, I just want there. someone to someone to put in the front seat. And Joe looked down and go, "Cheers, mate." <laughs> in the opening Crazy. number, hey all, remember the opening number of this point. Is Joe? They talk about cradle to cremation. So when you sing that line, <laughs> oh, he knows the words. I honestly, <laughs> at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if you outlive all of us. Yeah, um, this is true. I don't want to. <laughs> I've done enough. Get me, get me to my birthday party. Get me to Christmas. The flag down up. I'm done. But if it was, if it wasn't seriously, if it wasn't for you guys, I certainly wouldn't be in here. Um, not just for the theatre stuff, but the other stuff that I've talked about, uh, which I really appreciate. Joe, where are you plugging? What are you doing? Uh, I'm doing a show called The Dismissal. It uh, is a new Australian musical. It's about politics. Liz would love this. Liz would love this. Oh, it's about the, the Gough Whitlam era of politics in Australia. Um, shame, Fraser, shame. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. all over it. So, and who do you play, Joe? Uh, I play the Deputy Prime Minister and Treasurer, Dr. Jim McCanns. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> okay, there was a scandal sorry. with Junie Morosi at the time. Yeah, he's a uh, Alana, we forgot to ask who you were playing, sorry. Uh, I play Madame. Um, she's the wardrobe, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you... If you're in Sydney and you see the posters, mm-hmm. um, you'll see Alana in them all the time, literally. And, and as we said, and um, you, you'll get plenty because this podcast is one of Australia's. Uh, we've been shown we're one of Australia's fastest, newest growing love podcast. Look out! And Alana's yep. Alana's Australia's fastest growing uh, loved performer. So. <laughs> well, nice she she. Uh, yes, she's doing brilliant. Everyone says it's really cool to read other people's reviews when they know you don't know the person. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me feel good when I go, oh, my gosh, the girl who played Madame was just magnificent. And you just think, oh, I, I know that. But it's really nice to read that from other people. And as, as we know, yesterday was a horrendous day with losing Cal Wilson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I was talking with someone else on the phone. And I got a message, and I just went, "No." But the person yeah. on the other phone's going, "Are you okay? What's wrong? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "No, no, no." Cal Wilson died, and he went, "No." And then we just—he just said, "I can't talk." I said, "No, I can't. I've got to go." It was terrible. Yeah. We, you know, we we lose too many great people these days. And um, Cal was a very good friend. I was just messaging her a few weeks ago. Um, she was a theatre lover, and she was at openings of. And an envelope. I think she was at Mamma Mia the other week, wasn't she? Oh, no, she was at something. She may have went there. Anyway, bless her soul, we miss her dearly. And, um, yeah, she seemed like uh, a, a wonderful person. And I've got a lot of mates who, who are quite close to, to Carl, yourself included. And she just seems to have been one of the, the most genuine and caring, loving people in, in the biz. So, yeah, yeah. Um, that actually. Dad actually had a photo of him and Cal um, wanted in his coffin, which was pretty wow. cool. So Cal knew about that when I said, "Can my dad wants to take this photo with him, is that all right? And she was like, what? And I went, yep. She goes, oh, that darling, yes. So, yeah, so close to the family. So um, I just want to say thanks heaps for your time for a start because you're both ridiculously busy doing other things apart from theatre. Um, and I know that, you know, um, your time is valuable, so thank you a billion. The insights, again, I will understand how you guys do what you do. I, I think you're supreme 
performers and, uh, you know, with, with all the peripheral stuff that also the people tend to forget, you know. They just see the show and go, geez, they're good at their job and that, that's it. But there's so many more levels. And I could sit and talk to you for hours about Dawn. I just uh, mm -hmm. thank you so much for your time and for what you've, again, taught me. Always do. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, thank thanks, you. Yeah. Thanks for having us on. And yeah. we love catching up with you, Kenzie and Liz. It was lovely to meet you. You too, uh -huh. as well. You might, you might see Liz at a show. Yeah, I'm. I'm where, d d don't worry. We'll 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 find a, a stage door somewhere. I've got little people who keep on asking <laughs> me about stuff. So you never know. Beauty and the yeah. Beast is, is the one that I'll bring the little people to. Don't know the politics is really yeah, there for three and five. I mean, some of them act like Probably toddlers, yeah. but maybe you don't really want somebody asking for chippies in the middle of. You know, the dismissal, I don't yeah, know, maybe you do, don't I? Oh, man, I love chippies in the middle of that. <laughs> my, my daughter went, we, we, we went to a kids show the other day and one of the performers said we wanted chippies. She just barreled up up, up on the stage with a chippy. Oh. You go. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, be warned, just be warned. Yeah. It's, so nice. it's so nice to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Likewise, thank thanks for having us on, guys. All right, we'll catch you later. Thanks, thanks so much. Have a good one. You too. Thanks, have a good day. Bye. 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 Lots of love. Lots of love.